This is The Verse, a weekly dive into the cinematic universes and beyond. We'll dissect the latest episodes, films, and news all fans from veterans to news are dying to know more about. Now, here's our team of pop culture superheroes we call The Verse Squad. Welcome to The Verse. Welcome back to The Verse, the podcast that was bitten by a radioactive pig. Uh, that's not contagious, is it? On today's episode, we swing right into the world of Miles Morales as we revisit the Academy Award-winning 2019 film Into the Spider-Verse. But before we do, let's meet the team. I'm Norm. I'm Bridget. I'm Lucas. And I'm Emilia, and this is The Verse News, where we bring you the latest in TV, film, pop culture, and superhero news from across the cinematic universes and beyond. So let's see what the Verse Squad has come up with this week. Uh, I guess I'm going to drop a little bit of bad news, I guess. Uh, as everyone knows, the WGA strike is ongoing, and uh, both sides have not reached an agreement yet, and it's delaying more and more projects. The latest one to fall is the animated series that I was really excited for, X-Men 97. Mm, I didn't uh, see it's that. Now it's now being pushed from fall of 2023 to hopefully early 2024. It seems to be happening across the board at this point. Did you see how yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds now is not allowed to improv on the set of Deadpool 3? Yes. <laughs> Wait, actually? Yeah. I mean, let's let's take all of this with a grain of salt. Um, it's fascinating, though, to think about this, that uh, we've had the, a glut of entertainment for years now. It's been the fire hose of just these mm-hmm. streaming services. Everybody's producing so much content. And now it's going to be like a huge standstill uh, for the right reasons. And I don't want to like get too into it, but I have friends on the inside who are somewhat friends of this podcast um, and connected to this podcast. And I asked them, you know, bluntly, like, when is this going to resolve itself? And... I was expecting like, oh, in a couple of weeks. And what I heard was like July earliest. And I was like, whoa, like I did not expect that. So what's going to happen is I think a lot of stuff is going to get on, is going to get paused and be on hold. And it's a necessary thing that's happening right now because what's happened, I don't want to get into the, the economics of it, but like streaming services are supposedly not quote unquote profitable which is kind of BS because their stock price is huge. If you can garner audience, so like the executives, the stocks are worth so much money. So everybody who's like the executive side is getting a lot of money, but they're doing this on the backs of the creatives who get paid nothing, who get paid like worse than when it was like a television deal to get no residuals. So like this is a house of cards ready to fall. It has to be figured out. So like, please be on the sides of the creatives right now because this is all built on this like bogus economy that is the US economy and like, I hate that the people that are truly the people creating the content are the ones getting screwed the worst in the situation. So this has to happen and I feel bad for it, but selfishly, like, and you can disagree with me, but I'm like, I could use a breather. I could use like a few months of like- No, that's what I was gonna say. Old stuff. <laughs> so I, I don't disagree with you about that, but what I do disagree with you about is the last time there was a writer strike, too much reality television blossomed. It just exploded and wrong, ruined, ruined the American pop culture. 
and I don't want that again. So I'm hoping these executives get off their butts and talk to these you know creators happened, and realize they need to make a living too. No, it, it well, happened can I because tell you- we can't ruin American culture again, no. can we? <laughs> no, not yet. Let's try. We can't we can try. Uh, the world least. cannot suffer another honey boo boo. Okay, we we just can't. Jerry Springer died recently. I think that tells us something. Like, who said suffer honey boo boo? Who said anyone was suffering with honey boo boo? I did. <laughs> and and Lucas backs him up on that. <laughs> no, I think it'll be interesting to see. But I I'm a totally with Emily and Lucas, and a breather would be nice. Right. Like, like especially so with the latest train of. Like, it was like Disney Plus was on their soapbox for a while, or it was like every week it was like, Star Wars, Marvel, more Marvel, more Star Wars. <sighs> Just like, God, man, it's too much. I miss old movies. Like, I used to watch movies from the 50s, 60s, 70s all the time, 40s, whatever. Like, and uh, I've, I've been neglecting classic cinema because I've been so watching all the new content, and it's like, you know, I could use a, a, a time machine for a little bit. A little breather. Yeah, that's. Hmm. I go back. I take my breather and I watch musicals from the '60s. Beautiful. Like yeah. singing. In I'm the not rain. a huge that's fan like of musicals, favorite. but that like that era is sublime. Like you can't go wrong. It is. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Um, well. So I know for my news today, I went a little on board the um, gossip train. I could say it's not Ooh. fake news, but it might be fake news. So just <laughs> like right. I, I don't want to. Uh, um, you know, mislead anyone. So I'm prefacing with this that it could be fake news. I don't know. So, rumored casting for Marvel's Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I like it, but all right. Adam Driver is Reed Richards. Is that Margot real? Robbie uh-huh. as Sue Storm. Okay. Paul Mescal as Johnny Storm. And David Diggs as Ben Grimm. Who are the last two ones? I don't know who mm. these people are. So, David uh, Diggs as Ben Grimm is from Hamilton. He, he yeah. was t- a Thomas Jefferson in the musical Hamilton. Spell his name so I can look him up right now. D A V E E D D I D G S. Oh, I see him right here. Okay. Yeah. It's ben Grimm. Oh, you must have seen David Diggs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Now that I see his face, yeah. I didn't recognize his name. Definitely been in a few um, things. Um,. No, the Adam Driver thing that that's been on uh, the rumor mill for a little while now. Uh, it's it's one that I I heard I want to say a month or two ago that they and he hasn't denied it. But then again, Adam Driver, you know, he he's really good at not answering questions. Yeah. If you ever if you ever watched any of his interviews, he's like maybe I don't know. I'm I'm open. How do we feel about it though, Norm? You're a big fan of Fantastic Four. What, what do you think? Um, I I don't hate Adam Driver as Reed Richards. No, I think not at all. I think he could do a great job. I think I think he would be great. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Bridget. Did you say Margot Robbie as Sue Storm? Sue Storm? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not <laughs> happening. That, that that's 100 fake news because I don't think she's going to jump the DC ship right now. Um, Why what is she in DC? Barbie. Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Uh, wait, she's still Harley Quinn because they have now yes. a, yes. No, a no, no, Joker no. Uh, movie uh, J- with Harley Quinn that is not her. Well, I mean, that Joker movie is supposedly not DC. Uh, 
I guess. DC, even EU. See why we can take a break. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. I I just don't I just don't think I would want Margot Robbie as Sue Storm. Um, not that she's not a good actress. I just don't want to see. There's so I don't many good see all these people just being. Yeah, I don't want to see all these people playing just superheroes in in different universes. What I would love is for non A list stars to get cast that they become A list stars because they did such damn yeah. good job in that role. I mean. Chris Hemsworth, uh, 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 Tom Hiddleston, uh, Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, give me these these people so that are going to like turn actors. in the stars. There's so many good work. Margot Robbie's already up there. We don't need her. Yeah. I, and while I, the same could be said about uh, Adam Driver. I still think he would actually make a really good Reed Richards. I do, but at the same time, I'm with. I, I personally, I'm like, I let him do like indie films. Why don't these like super A list stars do more like creative indie films? Like I love. Um, uh, paycheck baby paycheck that's why no well that's the thing is like once you start chasing this paycheck it never ends and like i, I have so much respect for daniel radcliffe who's like so much of his career because he made his money in harry potter is like i will do weird indie films that never would get greenlit except i attach my name <laughs> to it and like uh, uh, what's his name if you have you guys been watching um yellow jackets season two i think i brought it up still no anyway. <laughs> it's on my uh, to, to watch list because i really want to see it i uh, Frodo is in it. What's his name? Um, Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood is like him and Daniel Radcliffe are like my fate. They're my inspirations because they just do weird stuff. Like so many good horror films are made because Elijah Wood started a production company and then also acts and stuff occasionally. And he takes weird, interesting roles. Like I wish more yeah, Hollywood you know. stars would just do that. Just go that. But route. I could see. I could see to be Diggs as Ben Grimm. I think that's an interesting take on the character Heck because yeah. like. Ben Grimm is is you know canonically Jewish, and so yeah. is Davy Diggs, and yeah. so I'd love to see that actually be explored. That actually, that, I think that is a good uh, example of like how to do casting that's not a super A list star. Although he's kind of now I'm looking at his roles, I'm like, damn, he's in everything. But that this could maybe launch him into that A list category. Like that's who they should be casting, is what I'm saying, not Margot Robbie. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Again, mostly a rumor mill. Nothing's confirmed, mm-hmm. but we shall see. Okay. So I have some news from across the pond about Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I started by the way uh, three episodes into the the first the reboot. Nice with Eccleston. Eccleston, yeah. Yes. Okay, so uh, Indira Varma is going to be in the next season of Doctor Who uh, alongside the fifteenth Doctor Shitigatwa, and she is known for a lot of things. Um, but she was in Game of Thrones as. Uh, Ilaria Sand, the paramour of um, Oberyn Tyrell. She was in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and she was actually also already in the Doctor Who Whoiverse. She was also in Rome, I think. She was also in Rome. Which is one but, of my um, favorites, yeah. But it's cool to see her again because um, she's playing the Duchess some new some mysterious new character the duchess but she's already been in the doctor who reverse in torchwood many years ago oh. and she Aren't played Susie costello i am currently rewatching torchwood <laughs> and she was great in it like it's uh it's too bad she didn't have more role to play in torchwood but it's nice to see her returning returning to the the who verse mm-hmm. well i'm going to catch up on all of this doctor who so i can speak your language but I'll say that uh, the, the British just have such a deep bench of insanely talented character actors that just pop up everywhere. 
So I'm not shocked. Whenever they're like, oh, this uh, the cast member joined, you're like, just go look at the Harry Potter movies. At some point, one of them will end up in everything that you watch <laughs> yes. in entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's now's the time to catch up on Doctor Who because there's going to be a um, special three episodes this November. And Ooh, with your doctor, be- right? With with my doctor, <laughs> David Tennant, returning for the 60th anniversary. And when, Catherine when Tate. Uh, it's going to be this November. So I have time. I could, I could do a lot of Doctor Who watching before November. Okay, You have time. You could potentially catch up. Um, maybe. But uh, Catherine <laughs> you Tate. You could potentially catch up if you sacrifice all <laughs> time. Well, that's why the writer's strike might be the best thing for me. That's all I'm saying. Um, Catherine Tate's going to be there also as Donna Noble, who is my second favorite um, companion. companion. <laughs> Wait, who's your first? Is Karen Gillian? Karen Gillian? No, actually, my oh. favorite companion is a bit of a cheat one because he wasn't a, he wasn't technically a proper companion, but it oh. is Captain Jack Harkness. Okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to know if this is true or not. All right, cool. Well, my my um, news was not going to be like a news per se. It was going to be a plea to watch the show Somebody Somewhere. Has anybody watched this? Okay, it is nope. such an adorable show. Uh, on HBO Max and um, I just feel like it's so under the radar that nobody's watching it and it just has so much resonance because it's about this woman who like through tragedy moves back home to her small town she was from she like lived in you know major cities had a career and then she has to go like move in with her ailing parents and it's like going to this rural town in the middle of nowhere and uh, there's just it's kind of mirrors the life that I've been living in the last few years since the pandemic but it's just such a beautiful show so I'm just going to I'm not going to give you any spoilers or anything. I'm just going to say, if you have a chance, watch just like the first few episodes of the show. And um, I think it's, in my eyes, like one of those like sleeper indie ones that has a huge fan base that or like a dedicated cult following. Um, but I would love to see it get more like mainstream love. So do um, me a favor if you Lucas, second, watch that. Yes. Are you sure this wasn't a Hallmark film? What? <laughs> I mean, I can guarantee you this is not a... Bridget Everett would not star in a hall. Maybe she would, actually. Bridget Everett. Do you know Bridget Everett? Bridget? It's like your sister here. No, there's only room for one Bridget on this podcast. Do you, do you right not know Bridget Everett? No. Here's your challenge. Look at Bridget Everett. I have a feeling like you're going to love this woman so much. Um, she's a comedian, singer, and uh, she would is the last person you'd expect to star in a show. Um but anyway, please just check it out. Do me a favor. Check it out. Watch it if you get a chance, the first couple episodes. But I just think it's one of those, it's truly like one of the most unique, interesting. The du- Duplass brothers produced it, so you know it's going to be like, you know what they do. You know what they do. All right. All right. Fair anyway, enough. That was That's my news. That's my challenge. Oh, I know who she is. Yeah, I yeah, of course exactly you who do. She, is. <laughs> she has a great singing voice, by the way. Oh, she's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do like Bridget Everett. You're going to love this show. You're going to love this show. Nice. That's it. Washing my hands. All right. So uh, does anybody have any more news? Cool. Well, that was the verse news. Are we all ready to swing into the Spider-Verse? Yes, but I do have a confession to make. Uh, what's going on there, Lucas? Uh, what's up, buddy? Uh- you can tell us. I really hope you didn't delete the family portion of my personal digi-memory brain dump database again. It took me months to restore that. There's still holes. 
Sorry about that, Emilia. I was just hopping on the home decluttering trend and went a little overboard. It's okay, Lucas. I uh, I do remember all of you and the topics that we discussed on the verse and the combination of my jelly to eel stash. And that I mean, that's what's most important, you know. But I do still need to explain it all to my uh, um, to my uh, mom and dad. Who? Your parents. Your mom and dad. Mom, dad. Uh, yeah, them. Wh- whoever they are. Oof. Uh, so, Lucas, you were uh, apologizing about something? Of course, yes. I was just saying how I mentioned in the last couple of episodes that I was going to fix our financial issues, like, once and for all. Well, it's not really going as planned. I have been in space mining for weeks, so every day and every night, trying to haul in some, like, precious space metals, or really anything of value, and so far I've gotten nothing, like zilch. Nothing? Nothing. Like, I've caught some space junk and, like, a little bit of more space junk. And this net is, like, troweling behind us. You know, fingers crossed. Um, uh, it's okay, Lucas. This, you, you know, you're trying. Yeah, uh, we, st- we still appreciate you. Yeah, it's no big deal. Uh, that guy, um, what's his name? Uh... Any, well, whoever whoever he was, he said to me once, never give up trying, sis. You mean your brother? No, I mean trying, of course. Don't give up on trying. How, how are you missing this point, BB? I was talking about the what's-his-name portion of the story where you said, okay, you know what, never mind. Just, you know, well, never mind. Well, you know, thanks, Emilia. I won't give up trying. Exactly. Trying. Trying. See, BB? Lucas gets it. Well, I will check the net again, like, right after this episode. Uh, but I can't really say I have high hopes at this point. But I do appreciate the support. Thank you, everyone. Well, we appreciate it, buddy. Um, now, before this gets mushy, or BB and Emilia butt heads more about whatever that was, uh, let's talk into the Spider-Verse. All right. The Spider-Verse. It was so much fun to revisit this movie. Did, were you able to revisit it? Did you watch it? I did. Well, I watched. I rewatched most of it. <laughs> On what, though? Because I couldn't find it online for free. And I was, like, being cheap, so I didn't rewatch it. <laughs> I, I actually rented it on Amazon, so... That's $3 and, like, 39 cents or whatever. They'll never get back. <laughs> Directly into Bezos' pocket. Like your jelly deals budget. budget. <laughs> Bezos bucks. Just stole your jelly deals. Um, you know what, though? If you're going to spend money on an, a movie, this one's worth it. That's not $3 wasted. I definitely agree eyes. with that. Um, we've we've talked about it on the on the podcast before. Uh, mm-hmm. In loose passing, we never actually sat down and delved into it. So I'm actually excited to do that today. Same. Yeah. When you guys all first saw it, did you guys see it in theaters or did you see it on Netflix? No. And I regret it no. now completely. Yep. And I'll get Same. into why. But um, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I saw it because my nephew was obsessed with it. So I had to sit down and babysit him and watch it. So I the first time I watched it, I started like midway through. And I was like, what is this movie? This is insane. And then I had to then watch it again with him. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, hey, you want to watch something? Let's put on this movie. So I put on Into the Spider-Verse. And I watched it all the way through with him. 
And then I watched it all the way through one more time after that at some point. Well, can I tell you when this when it was on Netflix, Netflix branded it semi hard as a kids film because mm-hmm. it kept coming up under like the kids category, the family category. And I remember talking to my sister about it and I said, oh, that's just like another ki- like kitty mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Like it's probably not worth anything. Well, she ended up watching it on her own, and she was like, oh, my God, Bridget, we have to watch this tonight again. Like, you're not going to believe how good this movie is. I was like, yeah, okay. And then I was like, Post Malone had no business doing what he did in that movie. I was like, what is going on? This movie is incredible. Incredible. Hence, incredible Spider-Man. I'm I'm willing to. I've said it on the past, and I'm willing to say it again. It's the best Spider-Man film ever made. Yeah, hands down. Period. Can I ask you though, all of us on the podcast right now? I wouldn't argue with that. So I you would argue. rate this over the um, the one they the multiverse Spider-Man they put out? Far from home or, Far from or No home. Way Home? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. If yeah, I, would do I, it. I think so. No, no I, I'm, I I'm saying. I'm saying the absolute best Spider-Man film ever made. Period. That's I'm not three even... versus you, Bridget. Don't do this to me, guys. You know what? No, you, you know, should. I was born to be us. different. I was born <laughs> yes. to be different. Okay, I like No Way Home better. Yeah, Good, I said fine. it. That's, I said it. That's fine. That's Stand fine. Your, you know, taste. As long as I wasn't out here being like Toby's the best. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. No, Sp- Spider Pig is the best. Spider Pig. Spider. <laughs> well, we all know who Emily liked the most. Oh, yeah. Not enough Nick Cage, honestly. I was honestly really excited to talk about this solely because I knew Nick Cage was in it. And I know Emilia loves Nick Cage. Also, just so unexpected. Also, just like, I I know we're going to break into this, but the voice casting of this film is so unsuspecting. Yes. Like, I would never have guessed a single one of these actors to voice any one of these characters in a Spider-Man movie. And I didn't even know who was voicing. The only voice I recognized right off the bat was Nicolas Cage. And then I was like, is that actually Nicolas Cage? Or is that someone trying to sound like Nicolas Cage? I definitely recognize the guy from from New Girl. What's his name? I should pull John Mulaney? Uh, No, Jake Johnson. No, I love John Mulaney. Jake Johnson. Okay. I will say John Mulaney is the one that, like, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, who's doing Spider-Pig? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, gotcha. I I felt that was very fitting. I remember when he was announced for the casting, and I was like, Sp- I, I, well, mostly I was like, what is Spider-Pig? Well, it's actually Spider-Ham. Sp- Excuse me, Spider-Ham. Yeah, Spider-Ham, 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 guys. Spider-Pig's Spider from the was Simpsons movie. racist of us? <laughs> no, Spider-Pig is from the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yes, great voice cast, and I did recognize Jake Johnson, because uh, I love him, and I think he's an underutilized comedic actor who I'm always happy to see pop up and stuff. Uh, but Haley uh, Steinfeld is in this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Who is beloved in this podcast. We love everything she does. Uh, Mahershala Ali. Come on, man. Like, I mean, there's just so many good actors in this. I, oh, I forgot. Zoe Kravitz pops up. Lily Tomlin. I mean. Catherine yeah, Hahn. No. And Lee Schreiber, who is like one of my favorite. Yeah, Catherine Hahn, I forgot. It. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. It's just, a, and Oscar Isaac has a little bit of a, um, uh, cameo no it's just like an incredible voice cast um, but you know let's talk about how this film got made because once you realize who's involved in it you start realizing like why it is as good as it is 
Also, I can't believe this was in 2018. Like, this movie came out five years ago. Yeah. Damn. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And and the thing that struck me right away was the art style. Um, oh, right off the like bat. They, right off the bat. felt like they took a big swing on that, and they really nailed it. Like, because the art style is not just, like, what they went into with, like, that almost anime, like, cyberpunk feel. They also switched in, you know, the the um, Spider-Man Noir with mm-hmm. uh, Nicolas Cage, and, and you know the the Peter Porker, yeah, <laughs> uh, Spider Ham, you know the, the and um, Penny. Uh, I'm trying to remember what Penny her Parker. Spider, yeah, Penny Parker was. Uh, they all they all felt like they fit in. Well, you know, they had like... to they had to invent new styles of animation to make this work and also pull from old styles. So they like were developing new technologies to pull this off. If anybody was a fan of like early Disney on like how they created the whole brand of Disney is they would like invent technology that didn't exist. And then like, that was what animation was. Pixar kind of dominated and like they, they stopped innovating and Pixar came in and was innovating in the digital realm. They bought Pixar. And I feel like what they're doing with this is pushing animation to a point that like is inventing new technologies and new uh, systems that haven't existed before, and you can see it. The results are in front of you, and that was when I first watched it. That just popped out and like blew my mind. I was like, "This is something different. This is something new." And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the results speak for itself. I think that's the reason why, it, as Bridget said, it was people. It was marketed. And I think think they intentionally were like, "No, it's a kids' movie," and then it just kind of found a broader audience. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I don't think it was a kids' movie. Uh, no, you no, have no. I mean, it is, but... rapping no. explicit, ver- explicit <laughs> verses. <laughs> oh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a kids movie, as in like you know a a G rating. No. But it was definitely PG, and it was definitely going, you know, down there. The thing is, is when you do an- when you do a story right, it's for all ages, mm-hmm. and they did it right here. Yeah. You know, it, it had some heavy, heavy material to, to talk about there. I mean, which I think is really good for kids' movies, like because kids they can handle a lot of stuff and they like need to be trusted with heavy themes. I mean, they would murder moms all the time in Disney movies. Like every Disney movie, like boom, your mom's dead. Bambi, your mom's dead. Still traumatized by Bambi, so it's fine. No, but listen, as a child who lost his mother at a young age, like I always respected Disney for that. They were like, "Yeah, life's hard. Deal with it, and it looks pretty." (laughs) And here's a good song. By the way, I say I don't like musicals but like Disney movies are musicals at least they used to be and they, they were are awesome and they were freaking great so okay most of them <laughs> yes thank you okay <laughs> um all right well so what should we get into um do you want to talk mm. a little bit of how this movie came about though Norm I would love to hear your perspective from a comic side because I was well, not aware of a lot of the Spider-Man activity with Miles Morales until this movie well, so that that's the big one. Um, I remember when Sony announced that this was going to be Miles Morales' story, and there was a huge fan backlash because he just wasn't very popular yet, uh, mostly because nobody had read the Ultimate comic books. Uh, that's the reason why they kind of went under. Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man went under along with the whole entire Ultimate Universe because it wasn't as compelling as what uh, Marvel was hoping it was going to be. So fans were not excited to hear about Miles Morales jumping into here. And I remember thinking, I don't know why. I get it. Everyone likes Peter Parker. But we've had, at that point, we've had five different movies talk about Peter Parker. I was done with Peter Parker. And I was happy to hear that they were doing Miles Morales. 
on top of that, they they said this is not just going to be Miles Morales, and they started listing out some of the other Spider Men that were going to be in it. And I thought, of all the ones, two thousand nine, sorry, uh, uh, Noir stuck out to me. I was like, <laughs> all right, that was a weird, like the comic book is great, but. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work, but, you know, they got Nick Cage and he made it work somehow. He's Nick Cage. Right, Emilia? Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he, my man rises to the task. <laughs> but to Sony's credit, they didn't back down. They said, we're pushing this out. You're going to love it. We know you're going to love it. And I did love it. And it scored high with audiences, including the people who said, I don't want a black spider man. People love to people love that argument. <laughs> people just don't like change, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's different. Can we pave the we way? Recognize though that Philip Lord the Spider-Man games too was a part of this though. Like the reason this came about was because it was pitched by people who are like really creative talented people in the system who were like made it happen. So, just a brief interlude for those who don't know who uh, Philip Lord and Christopher Miller are uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs which is a ridiculously fun movie that should not is, on paper seems so like a good kids movie you're like why is that good another totally works. another movie yeah. another movie that's like like oh this is a kids movie uh, it's it, not, it's, it is but at the same time it's enjoyable for adults well let's keep hashtag Shrek and the, yeah no no well let's look at their uh, the next one the next one you're gonna talk Lego about movie. is my favorite Oh, Lego no, movie, no. dude! The Lego movie, yeah, also good. On paper, there's no. I remember being like, they're making a movie about Legos. I was like, there's no way this movie. Everything is awesome. So good. Twenty One Jump Street, incredible. Like mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, I hate that show was such a joke. I was in like a middle school when that show came out, and I still thought it was silly. Like the whole premise of it was ridiculous. That movie is holds up. Twenty Two Jump Street, still good. Uh, so these guys had like a good track record of making good content and you there's didn't a reason even, what you you completely forgot mitchell's versus the machines which is well but that one of my out, favorite didn't it come out after this or no did it come out before this i think it came, it came out came after out. this movie it doesn't so. matter I don't think quote so me on it still uh, freaking good but i'm saying is that these guys have such a track record but anyway philip lord was pushing for this movie to be made and sony was like what do you want to make and he said this one and so but the idea was we're going to make this it's going to be animated and it's going to be done in his crazy styles. And I'll give Sony credit. They screw everything up and they didn't screw this up. <laughs> they gave them creative control Yay, and then let Sony! them run with it. I know. Seriously. Good job, Sony. So Sony saw nothing like they're like, even if it goes wrong, what's the worst that can happen? They go, OK, we're <laughs> yeah. never going to do a Miles Morales movie. There's not like th- Sony had nothing to lose here. Animated mm-hmm. using a beast. What would be considered a B-lister Spider-Man now who's probably swinging into uh, stealing a lot of the younger generation away from Peter Parker, which is fine. I think this is the way forward for for the Marvel superheroes. You're seeing it in, in the um, in the Marvel movies now. It's like, yeah, yeah, take respect what came before, but make it your own in this new version. And um, I think that what happened also is that they this idea of playing with these like multiverse. They got there before anyone else. Like this whole idea that we're going through all this oh, multiverse yeah. stuff, which is you know, and that's what the thing is. I, and I don't want to diss the. Um, Far From Home one, whatever, that because uh, it's not like it's a bad movie in any way, but this movie was so effective for what it did that it cheapened for me that Far From Home movie. And it's no insult <laughs> to the movie. It's just that I was like, I kind of saw this already and I kind of saw it done better is how I felt. Okay, so it's funny. Right or wrong. Like you say that. Yeah. 
No, but it's funny you say that because I know I just said that I liked No Way Home better, but I mm-hmm. think that I enjoyed I actually ended up enjoying No Way Home more No Way Home better because I saw Into the Spider-Verse first and I understood the concept of the multiverse. Does that make I, sense? I can, I can dig that. Yeah. Because I usually when I go to see the Marvel films, like if there's some wacky concept like the multiverse, I'm always like asking my sister like questions like blah blah blah, <laughs> yeah. what about this? Or if I don't remember something. But I understood the concept and so seeing into the Spider-Verse, I knew how cool it was seeing all the different Spider-Men, women, hams, mm-hmm. you name it. And then like seeing it in live action, like obviously they couldn't do it to the point that into the Spider-Verse does it animated budget different story you name it but to me it it enhanced it for me Mm -hmm. so that's just my take but again it's i love no way home though you know what i'm saying like i can't that's fine listen yeah if i the thing is i kind of wish i'd watch these movies in reverse i wish i'd watch uh no way home no way home home, not far from home sorry that's my bad no way home shows you how much i regard that movie i wish i could watch that one first and then watch into the spider-verse because i might have been i think yeah that would have been that would have been cool i think it was for me just like trying to take in my mind i viewed it as bringing animation to live action and that's like i was like for trying to do that i thought they did a good job so i love when they do things like that see i'm on the live action remake bandwagon not fully but i do (laughs) enjoy them (laughs) well i'm the thing is though like i anything that's you know, unique in animation always catches my eye. And this just stood head and shoulders over what I'm used to seeing in theaters. And I regret, you asked, it, did we see this in the theaters, Bridget? I, when researching on this, this movie before this episode, I didn't realize it was done in 3D for theaters. Mm. And I'm like, Ooh. oh my God. It would have like, yeah. Are they so re-releasing it? Because I'm, yes, I'm like, I want to see animated 3D to me is like traveling to the metaverse. It's insane. And I want to do that. So I'm, I kick myself for not seeing this one in the theaters. What I appreciated about this film, and this is like something that we've talked about here on the podcast when we've talked about uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, is this opened my eyes to the world of animation, but like for adults, like, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Like, like all these great movies that we were talking about, like watched animation growing up for kids. But this made me think of like, oh, like sometimes animation is the better way to tell a story and just because it's not live action doesn't mean it can't be serious and it can't be good because like other things we talked the lego movie like those are kids movies but for me this did not feel like a kids movie and same thing like with the clone wars it was better to tell those stories in an animated form it was just better Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't know i just thought it was it was pretty cool i'm glad that you came over to our side I did. I came Welcome. I came over to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. So should we talk about our favorite moments of this movie though? We shall. Emilia, Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> what are the three moments Nick Cage was in? Actually, my three favorite moments don't don't have any Nick Cage in them. Not really. <sighs> I know, I know. But Whoa. uh the first the first one I'll name, I'll name them in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> first one is Miles and Peter Parker the uh, alternate Peter Parker escape the cops is that the subway scene? the elevated platform scene? yeah yeah just cause that's fine that's fine that's also one of mine it just it just really like uh, showed us why animation was the right medium for this mm-hmm. and 
it was silly and funny and really well done and just like like i feel like with a lot of movies um and tv shows like i I tend to be guilty of like multitasking a little bit uh maybe like looking at my phone or something but this is the kind of movie you just like you can't do that with because you'll miss stuff and it's stuff that you don't want to miss like the little little captions the little comic uh panels that they'll put into every scene so this was just a perfect example of that yeah, that that was one of my top scenes as well. Uh, but also because the humor of it, it's rare to watch some you know movies when you literally laugh out loud, right? Would you do like the ha? <laughs> like that was the scene where I literally was watching with my nephew and was laughing out loud, and I think it like scared him because he didn't because th- he's like you know all in watching it, and not paying attention to me, and I'm suddenly like cackling. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did. It, it's literally the first time I watched the movie. I didn't even watch the the first few minutes of it, and I started on that scene, and I was like, "What is this movie I'm watching?" Um, so that to this day will always one of the reasons I love the movie is because that scene the elevated platform scene so does someone should I keep going or yeah keep going go 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 okay I feel like this is also it's also gonna top everyone's list too but Miles' Leap of Faith perhaps the greatest Spider-Man movie Spider-Man moment in the greatest Spider-Man movie that was on my list too I don't even know that I have to say much more about it it's just What's your number three? Oh, yes. okay. And the final battle against Kingpin. Okay, yeah, that's Fair. more subway Fair. stuff. Very, very subway heavy <laughs> list. But that has all. That has like every animation style all going insane at once. It's such a like mind blowing scene. Like visually, it's just one of the craziest scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. I like it. So um, I was similar to Emilia's. I did have the leap of faith um, on my list. Uh, my other two favorite moments, of course, they were like the funny moments in this movie because I think they were hysterical. One, I loved when Spider Gwen showed up and she has to rescue Miles. I think that scene is that one, the Doc Ock scene. Yes, when she's the introduction when of yes. Catherine Doc Hahn. Ock. Okay, yeah. that's mine. Mine is my second one was Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Catherine Hahn is in that scene. Like it's no, just but like I didn't so expect her because you know I was expecting Doc well, Ock to be Doctor Ock, the dude, the dude. Yeah. And to see suddenly there was like the gender swip swap and it was uh, Catherine Hahn doing it was freaking amazing, like blew my mind. Yeah. So yeah, that was undoubtedly really, really cool. I loved that they did that. But then I loved having like a female spider woman show up and then she has to rescue him. And I just thought it was so funny because he was just mm-hmm. like, oh my God, she just like seemed so much more powerful than him, skilled. I thought it was really funny. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, that was one of my favorite moments. But then when we first meet, like, the run-down, like, middle-aged Spider-Man who's depressed and, like, heavy and, like, hates life and is just, like, just, like, I've never seen, well, I guess, like, Thor got to that point in Endgame, Mm -hmm. but I never really seen that before, like, a beaten-down, like, it's Spider-Man, like, that's not Spider-Man. No, he's optimism, like, (laughs) embodied. Like, yeah, right? Right? So seeing that, I was like, that's not, no, that's, that can't be. That's not right. Um, and all I could think about was like in the movie The Incredibles, when Mr. Incredibles like trying to put a suit back on, he's too fat to get it on. Like, that's what <laughs> I was just like, it, it was like all the all encompassing. I thought that was so funny. Um, and then I guess my, my, I know I was similar to Emily's, and I said the leap of faith moment with the animation was just amazing, but. Like, I have to just, like, third favorite moment. Like, it has to be the music of this movie. Like, this album is like none other. And I've said it here before. 
that Into the Spider-Verse album is one of my all-time favorite albums. I listen to it constantly when I work out. I'm telling you that album saved me my senior year of college. I would listen to it while studying, trying to get work done, you name it, and it's still my go-to. And it was just so good. If you haven't listened to it, just listen to it. It in it like the songs, like some of them are Spider-Man related, but like you can just listen to them. It's an incredible album. Outside, yeah. like well, it's can I dovetail into so mine? Because already two two of my three have been taken, but I'm going to use the music to talk about my third, which is the spray painting scene when they're in the subway spray painting. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Again, like watching this with my little nephew, and I was like, "Wow, this movie doesn't seem like it was made for my nephew. It feels like it was made for me." Is that whole scene? It was so emotional and beautiful. Like this idea of like them doing this art in the subway, but the the music that's going along with the entire sequence is incredible. Like. It definitely felt like, okay, this might be for kids. We can tell it's like it's made by adults and like, you know, they want kids to like it, but it's really also just trying to express something. Um, so for me, the those are my top elevated three it. Yeah. I mean, just, and there is well, a song called felt, Elevate. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it elevated, but also felt like it didn't nothing. You know, they're talking about needle drops. Like a lot of none of these really felt like needle drops. They just were kind of like expressed what was happening in the moment. They were yeah. so well woven in. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. You yes. weren't paying they attention to the music, the flow, it just was flowing through. Yeah. The flow of this film was great. Everything yeah. about it, the animation, but the music just connected it. It it connected the webs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Norm? Do we uh, miss any? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little sappy, but uh, I will say the first one is definitely the train uh, getaway from the cop scene. Uh, I laughed so hard. Uh, tears were rolling down my face. I loved it. Um, the second one for me actually was when, uh, Prowler finds out that Miles is Mm Spider-Man and there's that moment where he's like rethinking every single thing about his life and what his life stands for. And that moment gets cut perfectly short by Kingpin. Mm Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I thought, I thought it was so emotional, so well done, especially when Miles gets away with his uncle and his uncle's dead and and like of course his dad's the one that finds you know the body and whatnot i thought this movie had so much heart to it yeah those so are much like a, with family again, adult and stakes. stuff that's not just a kid's movie yeah and i loved that 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 theme and and the way they were going about it everything with his uncle was awesome and the way his parents played it was just so beautifully told and then my top favorite is Right before the Kingpin fight scene where all the other spiders are going into their correct universes and alternate alternate Peter Parker's like, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to help you fight this guy. And Miles sweeps the leg. Mm-hmm. He pulls the Johnny on him and then holds him and he goes, I got this. And he just yeah. lets him go and he yeah. like accepts it. Beautiful moment. I had tears in my eyes. I loved mm-hmm. it. It was so good. Yeah, Those are my three. I mean, guys, favorite moments. The truth of the verse. Top stars. We have a cast of like 40. <laughs> no, I know. And one of the things about it being a, um animated film as well is that like the, there's the voice acting, but there's also the amazing, anim- amazing animation. So you're like, okay, who do we give the stars to? So we'll do it for voice acting. But um, I mean, I got to say, uh, Shamik Moore, who does Miles, like, you know, I'm always somewhat like hating on the lead because I feel like they get suffer from lead character syndrome not in any way shape or form in this movie i, I would agree. gladly give him the, the 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 lead in this like as the top Same. one 
Absolutely. Wait, should we? Wait, do we do least favorite? Mm, do we need to do least we, favorite? We can do. We can. I mean, do we have any scenes we don't like? I mean, honestly, I'm struggling to think of because there's nothing about this movie that popped out as being like, oh, I'm not happy about this. Um, there was that scene at uh, the funeral scene uh, where uh, the guy kind of just like scoot like uh, Miles is like it's on me and then the guy's like well actually I think she just means like <laughs> uh, me as in like collectively us and we can like be better people and whatnot. Like, but I think yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, metaphor whatever. yeah it's a metaphor right? and I was like I was like uh, I don't think we needed that but that that's probably it yeah, uh, the rest of it was gold yeah I, I think just, I, I struggle I, the only thing that I can think of is that um, Peter's Miles's <laughs> Miles's roommate we never hear from and I think he was supposed to be actually have a bigger role, but they ended up cutting him out at, um, for other reasons. And so that's the only thing where I was like, it is a bit odd that he's got this roommate that never speaks and he never interacts with properly. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say oh, no. there's not enough uh, spider noir, but anyway. I mean, there really wasn't, but... <laughs> wasn't his story to tell yeah uh but i'm also wondering like why um why is spider ham wet when they meet him (laughs) 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 you ever get an explanation he just washed his hands that's all it was that's it (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah i mean i really have nothing i can criticize about this movie i mean i was thinking about it too like there's got to be something no i mean Although I didn't get a, a chance to watch again before this recording, so I've mm. only seen it. I times. wish we could have seen it in 3D in theaters. That's my. There you go. There that's it my is. Criticism. Yeah, that's Back my regret. My <laughs> that's my fault. But yes, I wish I had. Yeah. Um, but if we're gonna do a, then to the top three stars, mm-hmm. it's definitely should gladly, be more. Yeah, I, I just would love to give it to him because this is my introduction to Miles Morales. Like I never read the comics, and I'm a little bit fatigued on the whole Peter Parker thing because we've had so many versions of him. And this movie played to that. And honestly, like, so that's for me, I would totally give, um, I mean, I kind of want to give Jake Johnson it for that because his, his downtrodden Peter B. Parker, but uh, Marshal Ali is kind of like, you mentioned oh, that, no, his, I, the death of his character. Yeah. His character is the emotional pivot of the entire movie. So it's kind of hard not to throw it his way. See, I, I feel I, like I, I want to give my second spot to Jake Johnson just because I love Me too. I, I just Actually, loved him coming so in. I thought it was so unsuspecting. Like, okay, I did not expect him to voice Spider-Man. So I, I have to give what, at least one of my spots to him. And I felt so bad for him. Like, it's rare. I had an appreciation for Spider-Man like I never had for any other Spider-Man where I just kind of, like, felt bad for him. Right? right. Like, that's not usually my, just like, you know, God, my emotions for darn. the character. I, I'm, I'm definitely Shameik Moore is, is definitely number one for me. Uh, I'm Mar- Marshall Ali is number two um, for me. I, okay, I, well. I can't I can't bump him. Two or three. The, the, it That's was fair. so good. It, he, the the chemistry between Miles and, and his uncle was just fantastic. And the I know this is animation, but the reaction again. I talk about that scene, that reaction, and, and the weight that the two play off each other is so good. And I I can't. I can't take him away. And again, I know that's not voice acting there, but man, that was good. Uh, my third, though, I want to give it to Haley Steinfield 
Seinfeld, but I'm probably with you guys on Jake Johnson. I was going to give my third spot to Catherine Hahn. Me too, Emily! My good scene-chewing <laughs> villain. It's hard, though. This oh my God. She Wait. needed more, though. Wait. More, yeah. I think Emily and I have the same list. I think we do. Uh, what is it? Shameek Moore, Jake Johnson, and Catherine Hahn. Oh, okay. I mean... <laughs> Yeehaw. I guess you could. I guess that means we outvote you, and that's our list. <laughs> no, but I like yep, never Marshall done. Ali. Like, we win. Yeah, <laughs> but we both have uh, Marshall Ali. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but we're our lists oh. are exactly the same. Maybe so we'll that's more powerful. Sec- separate, but equal. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm not going to argue too hard on this because neither, almost. But- almost everyone did the job that they needed to do and they did it extremely well. And do you know what I love? You know, Haley so. Stanfield or Gwen Stacy's character was supposed to be the love interest and they were like, you know what? Never mind. Like, let's just have them be yeah. Spider-Man. And I like Spider that friends. they did that. Spider-Friends. So much better for it. Like, it, it <laughs> And didn't also, have to go I feel there. like Miles also seems a lot like younger. Like, he's, yeah, a, and his, like, he's yeah. very young in this film. He's and only his, 15 months younger, but at that age, 15 months is a big difference. Yeah, but also like his his connection with Peter B. Parker and then also his uncle, like that's the main part of the story. Like <clears throat> those emotional connections mean more. And then his friendship with Gwen is like well, hugely critical on how he deals with all this. So it's like <clears throat> taking it out of the relationship realm and putting it into the more just like emotional friendship realm and family realm was so much. It was great. Like they just that's. They did a relationship thing would have overcomplicated and made it annoying in my eyes. Yeah, like, unnecessarily. Because I remember when I first watched it, what I really wanted also was for uh, Peter B. Parker to be like really happy to see that Gwen in mm-hmm. some universe, Gwen's alive. I really wanted that moment, but you know, when at the end of the day, after watching the movie, I'm like, I can't complain about this movie at all. Yeah, I wish it would have been there, but not so much. Yeah. Uh, I do have probably some bad news for you guys in what? this in this upcoming sequel. They're they're definitely going to dive into uh, Gwen and Miles's relationship. No, I'm okay with that if they make that a part of like there was. It would have been just detracting from those other relationships. In this one, is what I'm saying. Like I'm fine with a good love story if it works properly, but like it just would have been yeah. adding too much complexity. Where I really liked. Uh, the relationships are already established. So we'll see. I mean, I have a lot of faith in this next one. I don't want to get into it, but I've been reading a lot of good rumblings, but uh, <clears throat> a lot of good reviews coming in. So I get, actually, that's a good transition, right? Like, so they're, supposed to, they're exploring new relationship terrain in Across the Spider-Verse. How excited are we for the new one? Very. Oh. <laughs> Extremely. Definitely very excited. <laughs> Definitely very excited. So we're going to see Can't it in wait theater, to see it in, in theaters. Yeah. I think we got it. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely seeing it in, in theaters. Uh, what I'm most excited about is Spider-Man 2099. I loved that comic book. I mean... I have the number one. I bought the first comic of that. Where is it on yours? I- <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> oh, it came off the wall. It came off the wall. So I gave my... Spider-Man t- 2099 comic to my friend James. Um, when I moved, I like it came lost off the wall. Stuff. Good. It's, I mean, it's, it's, e- it's even so- signed by the artist. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited for the two. It's funny. Like, it feels like a fever dream when those came out. Like, I remember the whole 2099. Yeah. The Spider-Man was the best one though, because they had a whole run of of 
Comic Heroes from 2099. Um, yeah, the, anyway. the best ones were Spider-Man by far. Um, Ghost Rider was, was pretty good. And The Punisher was oddly fun to read in a very weird, twisted way. <laughs> nice. But that's Oscar Isaac, right? Who's going to be yes. more fe- prominently featured in this next one. We stand Oscar Isaac. Yeah. We do. Well, you're, you're not going to like you're not going to like him in this, well, you're going to like him, but you're going to hate his character. Nice. <laughs> I'm very excited for this and for Daniel Kaluuya as Spider-Punk. That yes. sounds amazing. <laughs> oh no, th- these are these are some great characters. I was looking at the list of uh and, and you know in the trailer you get to see him too. But yeah, um but no Nick Cage. I know that saddens Emily's day, but oh, I'm so so excited for uh, Spider-Man 2099. And we nice. get Jake Johnson back, and we get mm-hmm. Ra- Rachel Dratch is in this. Oh, and Jason yeah. Schwartzman and Andy Samberg. Yeah, it's gonna be and Shea Wiggum, my boy. Heck yes, Shea, Shea Wiggum is the one the person that pops up in a show. My my wife's always like. Hey, wait! You love that guy, right? I'm like, yes, that's Shea Wiggum. I love <laughs> yeah, it. It's him. like Warren. It's like Warren Oates, who I dropped the Guardians of the Galaxy. There's these character actors that are in everything that are the backbone of our industry that I have adore, and nobody else ever knows who the hell I'm talking about. But anyway, that's funny. So, I mean, before we end up seeing across the Spider Verse, how would you guys rate into the Spider Verse? Okay, I'm curious to hear where What's- this. Let's remind <laughs> let's oh. remind everyone of our grading system here. We give it a letter grade here at the verse. Mm-hmm. A for all time, B for better than most, C could have done better, D don't expect to like it, and F F this movie. I think we should all do it at the same time. All right? Okay. We're going to say sure. the letter at the same time. So ready? Okay. <laughs> On 3. 1 Wait, wait, wait. On 3 or 1 2 3 and then go. Oh, wait. 2 3 and then go. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's seen on five? One, two, five. One, I two, five. So three, so three, then go. Three, then okay. go. Okay, ready? Okay. okay. One, two, three. A. A. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nor tried to spoil I just wanted, it. The I just wanted to throw you go guys off. No, it, it's an A, and everybody knows it's an A. There's not even totally. a question. This is a... You, what's the high? Can we do A plus plus? Is that? Is I'm that not giving allowed? it an A plus because I might have to give Across the Spider Verse an A plus. So I'm I'm saying an A. I'm in. I live in the moment, Lucas. I'm going A plus plus, baby. S tier. S tier. There we go. I'm, I'm giving wow. it an A. Wow, that's funny. It's no, like, I, I I wish you didn't have to rate your Uber driver five because I'm like, what if I get an Uber driver who's like a five plus? They don't have that. Then you just ra- then then you, you just give them a bigger tip, Lucas. Oh, I, trust, I tip. I've worked service jobs. I tip. Tipping's um, very important. <clears throat> no, but, and if you've ever worked those jobs, you get yes. it. Yes, especially in the you United States. Exactly. Um, no, this is this is all time for me. Again, I said it. Be, I said it at the start of this. This is the the best Spider-Man film ever made. Period. Nothing comes after that. I wish I had Best that on Spider-Man like a card I could show people when anybody's talking. I'm like, well, Norm says, and I'll just have <laughs> the definitive authority on the subject. Uh, sorry, Norm. Yes, spoken. yes, yes. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, that was easy. I, we yeah. all agree. Look at that. All agree. A's across the board. Wow. Excellent. 4.0. Yeah. Average GPA. <laughs> Well, let us know what you guys think. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, 
So that was our coverage of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We will be covering Across the Spider-Verse very soon, so stay tuned for that. And make sure that you subscribe to The Verse wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Apple, Google, Audible, Spotify, etc. Share us with a friend or on your social media pages. Until next time, if you want to follow me, Lucas Longacre, you can follow me at Luconian Logic on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow me, Bridget, on Twitter and Instagram at BridgetBrogan16. And if you want to follow me, Norm, you can follow me on Twitter at random underscore white guy. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at EmilyAU. And finally, there's our producer, Stephen Prusikowski, who was last seen attempting to take a leap of faith off of the side of a building. Uh, but I don't think it works quite like that, so... <laughs> Well, wow, what a dark he is turn. the one that got bitten by the uh, radioactive pig, okay. so hopefully. Hopefully he'll be okay. But He's squealing his way to the hospital. <laughs> uh, he can be found on Twitter and Letterboxd as at Filmsnork. He went wee, wee, wee all the way to the hospital. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, th- there's what? our music. Um, thanks for listening. Keep sending in those questions and comments on our Twitter page, at TheVerseCast. And we'll see you next time in The Verse. The Verse is produced by Stephen Puzikowski. Dang. I know the squad has to be disappointed. I mean, I promised to fix our financial issues once and for all. And now, you know, after weeks of space mining with this Krypton hypernet dragging behind the ship... All I've done is haul in galactic junk. Not one piece of cosmic gold. <laughs> well, hopefully that changes this time around. Hmm, what do we have here? A rock? A jar from, what's that say? Jellied eels? Damn it, Emilia. Another rock? Hmm. Wait a minute. This one's kind of shaped like an egg. Or more junk and a... Here, let me uh, wipe this off. No way. It can't be. Oh, it is. It is a hunk of cosmic gold. I did it! This has to be worth a ton! The verse is saved! I have to go tell the squad. Wait, I should probably push all of this junk back into the depths of space. Nah, what's the worst that can happen? I'll just do it later. Lucas has delivered. Who's the man? Lucas is the man. Save the verse yet again. Who's the man? Lucas is the man. Who's the man? Meepop. 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 Me pop. Me pop. Me pop. Me pop. Me pop. Me pop.